historic weekend no matter what happens training standards will, will increase expectations will, in, will increase I just I, I couldn't I just can't go against Ballyhale the club championship show subscribe to the GEA podcast feed on the OTB sports app now the news run on off the ball with Gillette put your best face forward with our new and improved razors this is news talk now then, you're very welcome along. Wednesday evening here and off the ball. So we have Tariq Panja of the New York Times with us on the show tonight on the 15-year-old Russian figure skater, very much at the centre of the doping controversy over in Beijing. She is still competing and she is in line for gold despite a positive drugs test. It's a very interesting story. So Tariq Panja of the New York Times with us. Uh, this hour, Gordon Darcy on the way after 8 o'clock, Wednesday Night Rugby. We will have Karen Duggan on the show talking about the latest Koi Gig podcast. And I hear you ask, what is better than a Champions League night? Well, it's a Champions League night with Kenny Cunningham in studio. Kenny, hello. As, as opposed to what, nobody in studio. Correct. <laughs> you're better, not, you're better than no compliment. You break it down, Joe, really, is it? <laughs> we could have had no one here, but we went for the yeah. slightly better version of yeah, Kenny Cunningham fair. here. No, that's fair comment. Good to see you. It's been a while. Yeah, I've seen you, though. <laughs> seen your pretty boy face on the, on the TV <laughs> of late. Can't get away from you. Oh, my God. I will say, though, I did enjoy the rugby show uh, Saturday. The game. Well, Saturday, wasn't it? The game. I enjoyed the game, but I enjoyed the coverage. I'll give you to give you a bit of credit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Um, you know, I'm not a huge rugby fan in terms of brought up and around the game, but yeah, I enjoyed really enjoyed the games and have done for some time. And that was a uh, yeah, that was edge of seat stuff. It was just epic, wasn't it? It was like proper yeah, it was. Big boys, but it's out. everything. Like I'm saying, the, I think the studio for me is always important. The panel was strong, wasn't it? Three lads in there were really good. That's more of an education for me when those lads talk, because like I said, I wouldn't yeah. have a huge amount of knowledge. So that's always good for me. And you being the conductor of the uh, orchestra, <laughs> thought you handled yourself very well. Oh, listen. Didn't overtake, didn't make it all about yourself, Joe, as you usually do in the studio most evenings here. <laughs> I was very impressed with that. The irony of what you just said. Shoot, uh, suit was uh, sharp. Me, you like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went for uh, sort of a, an off pink tie. That was good. I think people like to see that. I think, you know, when you pop up on screen there, people are, that's oh, a nice suit, nice suit, Joe's going on. He's got a different tie. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. People enjoy that, do they? Yeah. yeah, I tell you what, they don't enjoy though. Oh, here we go. I tell you what, they don't enjoy. <laughs> here I'm, I'm gonna, go. it's the only thing I'm gonna put, uh, I'm gonna mention, right? Does this I, need to I be said say, on there? I wouldn't say it's negative, right? So, when I for I wouldn't see a huge amount, obviously, you know, I'm yeah, over yeah. and back. Move, to you. move your mic closer to you, by the right, way. I'm over and back to UK or whatever. Yeah, get dulcet. So, yeah. when I for saw you make the big step into the into the big league, whenever it was with the, the rugby crowd, okay. They had a bit of a slick back. They did plenty of product under hair, wasn't there? Yes. I noticed. Mm. Yeah, a bit of shape there, which is which was all well and good. But the other night now, you you kind of deviate away from that a little bit. It was kind of more natural, a bit of a bounce, yeah. calm back. So just be careful, because David Beckham went through this back in the day, didn't he? He went through that period of a couple of years where every, <laughs> every paper in the UK, every month, it'd be a different haircut. It'd be a, a die. I was going to go with the mohawk for next He'd week. It, well, this, no? this is what I'm talking about. It became more about the haircut, how he was rather than yeah, exactly. Mm. So that's all I say to you. And people are a little bit unnerved by that. That is a keen observation <laughs> you've made. Yeah, there. that unnerves people. When no, you come yeah, on, they you. see you've changed the hairstyle. They're what's like, he done? Well, yeah, what's going on? No, it's not. Oh. It's not so much that. It's they're thinking something going on there. He, what's what's up with Joe? Mm. Between the ears, there's, there's an issue there. There's something deep rooted, maybe. 
and that's tr- that's a bit troubling. No, I hear as you. As opposed to the suit, I hear you, you with me. You are right. You, you, there was Just a key, saying. There's a keen observation in the hair. It was a little bit more natural than back in the day. It was going to well, look at the weekend. Stick with that now. I'm going to stick, stick with, with that. it. I'm yeah. going to stick with that. Any glasses or no glasses? There's a lot of comment on the glasses. Believe it or oh, not. Was that right? That's not ah, a big thing for me. That's not a big thing. No, but I must admit it was. Uh, yeah, the gra- game was fantastic. Like I said, coverage makes it for me. But um, yeah, really. Dave good. McIntyre there in commentary doing his thing. Yeah, Dave Strong. Isn't he yeah. top top? Yeah, Dave yeah, Strong. Was good. I was. I bumped into him. I said, "You had a bloody good game on Saturday." I thought. And he but was, even the lads the night before the twenties watched that, and jeez, they done great. Well, I don't know how they won that game. I mean, I was in trouble all game, and then right at the death. Probably a little bit of similarities. Would you suggest to the listening to the pre-match stuff on the for the twenties? It was the same kind of thing, wasn't yeah, it? Size, physicality. How are we going to deal with that? But funny enough, I didn't think that was an issue. Looking at a Friday, that didn't seem to be a massive issue as the game went on. Not did the it? way it was Saturday. Yeah, exactly. You could see it very early in the in the game Saturday. Yeah. But all I'd say is win, lose, or draw. What a performance! I, I, it doesn't really bother me. I was a bit of disappointment there. We didn't win or whatever. But for me, any time an Irish team, whatever it is, whatever sport, kind of goes out and puts in a performance that quality, doesn't. Well, it's funny because generally when Irish rugby teams have lost over the last couple of years, there's been four or five days of crisis punditry and this is the first defeat in a big game I can remember where there has been a queue of pundits to say is that right yeah we can't win them all that wasn't a bad way to lose you know that that was not a disaster that's the general theme of the week you know like that was a hell of you know they threw some big punches we threw some punches we lost but it was a hell of a game that's acceptable yeah and it wasn't one of those you know just faking throwing punches and hoping fingers crossed and hope for the best it was obviously a little bit of strategy to what we were doing yeah. obviously the lads spoke in terms of how we've been playing quick ball all that type of thing they were able to slow it down you were saying the lads were saying at the mall slow things down get themselves set but that kind of physicality it's amazing really because I've never experienced that uh, playing football as a profession you don't get that in many sports where the kind of physical side makes such an impact on the game rugby so it's an obvious thing to to say and to go onto a pitch collectively as a group and and, and knowing physically you're absolutely you're nowhere near it here and, but to almost to accept that yeah to accept the kind of physical concept and even mentally to get yourself tuned into that yeah and to somehow kind of find a way through that and still to be in the game going into that crucial period late on now we had opportunities or whatever Situations might present themselves. Maybe we didn't take advantage. I don't yeah. know, but but just to get ourselves into that place late in the game, I thought it was great. Kenny, that's a great point. In hindsight, actually, you know, you're giving me the, the 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 big thumbs up there. That's actually an interesting point to have raised with the panel psychologically going in against bigger men, knowing you're going to be smashed. Talk to us about that space you have to get into. So there you go. That's a good. That's a, yeah, that's a great well, observation. I think so. I, I think you know to be able to accept that, to deal with it, and somehow right despite that, we still got to find a, a way here. I think that's amazing because I never expect football you can come against teams that Arsenal team were big yeah, exactly yeah. and you'd notice it but you ne- it was never going to impact you in terms yeah limited yeah. in terms of how they can use that kind of physically on read run, run past you in a straight sure. line and somebody had lean on you etc whatever shoulder to shoulder fair yeah. enough yeah but not to this extent. No, this You're is not physics. exposed in this in this, this is, manner. This is 151 kgs yeah. against 110. And actually, one last uh, point. I'd say you, with your football hat on, could really appreciate Joey Carberry, the Irish number 10, under a lot of pressure, first Six Nations start, his lovely languid kicking style. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. Yes, kicking was great, wasn't it? Wasn't it? The conversions, obviously, kicking the touchman, obviously, the big factor in the game you look very competent and you're right just in terms of huge pressure how inexperienced 
uh, that he was going into the game lads said obviously first game was the first six first nation. Start in six yeah nations, and in yeah. that kind of environment as well yeah I thought he coped he coped really well and the lads make a good point in terms of Johnny Sexton obviously we'd like to think he could be around forever we know that's not going to be the case so you've got to commit to somebody at some point don't you in terms of you know sticking with him Successor. and giving him as many minutes as possible will that happen next game will it Italy is it the yeah he'll get, he'll get the next game again. get the next game then they've tweaking him where Johnny probably comes back in Brian Sligo Kenny in the news round what a treat building up to the football there's a nice text in who was Kenny's favourite pundit of the three is a text in from Jerry you'd Rob Kearney you'd Matt Williams you'd Shane Horgan no for me it's like uh, it's the group dynamic which actually uh, works so for me they were like a little bit uh, different in the, in the Matt obviously obviously with his history even in terms of how he sounds isn't it in terms of how he comes across a little bit of an age difference and stuff like that he it's was kind of pull- it's good to have an elder statesman on a panel by the way a bit of ageism I think in panels increasingly yeah a little bit of that yeah but it's ultimately it's, the, it's, it's all about what you say really isn't well, it sure. yeah, I, I'm I not saying just right. get an old person yeah no exactly like yeah but I think you're absolutely right but I think he pulled the whole thing together I thought he was very good like in terms of bringing the other lads in um, and the other two lads were uh, the other two lads were great as well yeah really kind of precise detail you always get that with the rugby anyway don't you you know the football a lot of the time you know it's just mush isn't it yeah. in terms of what you're listening to well it is a lot of the time unfortunately no I think you're right it's a it, I, I think you get nothing you get nothing people no. are saying people are saying it but they're not saying anything really a lot of the time where I always find with the with the lads the analysts on the rugby you, you get a lot from well, them I think football's a slightly simpler game a lot of the time that the rugby's so bloody technical do you know what I mean it's, it's hard for a layman to understand what's going on in the scrum or at the breakdown or the various strategies employed whereas I think football is a touch more accessible you might not necessarily need someone to break the game down in such specific ways like you even have rugby players who will come on and say well I don't know what's going on in the scrum so even they would need someone to explain that to them yeah you know? but I think you did it's, but that's the nature of the game it's a very technical yes, game in is, terms yeah. of whatever line out scrum every time see I think you need a bit of that particularly people not people who know the game and understand that it's not an issue yeah. for me but for the likes of myself and others who've been brought into the game yes it, there's almost a bit of an appetite there well what, what do Teaching I need something. to know here yeah well, as long as you kind of break it down and put it across kind of quite simply yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean well I think Ireland's also interesting in that myself so I played soccer football and mo- and I'd say everyone has played football in Ireland be it 11 yeah. side organised or certainly kicking around with their mates yeah. so participation rates in football are sky high whereas in rugby you've got maybe a million people watching and I would say participation rates are very very low so I think there is that appetite a bit like you so you watch it but you didn't play it growing up yeah. necessarily so I think that's an aspect to it sorry Richie McCormick my apologies hello jeez Kenny I sh- I should have gone out last or tonight instead of last night. <laughs> Could have saved myself a lot of hassle. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's, it's hard to interrupt your flow, but yeah, um, it's delightful to have Kenny back on the Champions. Isn't League. it nice? As as yeah. we said there, a Champions League night with nobody versus a Champions League night with Kenny. Oh my God! I told you that was going to happen, Kenny. <laughs> we talked about this for like ten minutes before the show. It's exactly those little things. Oh my god! Right, there's this ongoing. So we wear headphones in our ears. Obviously, I mean, not that Kenny Cunningham's aware of that, but we wear headphones in our ears. <laughs> so if you don't have the two headphones in, and one of the headphones goes near the mic, then this that horrible feedback happens. Near, Joe, that earphone was nowhere near the mic. So what happened? Nowhere then? near. The, exactly. I don't know what happened. <laughs> my volume knob was too loud. I've, I've been told. <laughs> uh, it surely was. Anyway. Richie, were you were where, you you were out last night? Is that right? I was out and about. I was at my first gig in two years. Wow! Last night, which is um, 
yeah, it's very strange to be back out at gigs for the first time in, in two years. It's just, it's a very alien experience and one that's really familiar all at once. Did you find, did um, you find yourself a touch uneasy and unsure about it or did you jump at, right yeah. back in? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was supposed to go to something in, in December, uh, but anxiety got the better of me and I said no. And last night I was like still debating right up until leaving the house whether I was going to go or not. And I did. I was glad I did, mm. uh, just to get it out of the way. Where'd yeah, you go? Like, yeah. Uh, Button Factory. It was in the same gig as uh, as Owen Sheehan last night. We went to see a, a, a UK uh, combo called Dry Cleaning, who were excellent. But yeah, like the cool kids, just, Kenny. The cool kids were at Dry Cleaning. The Button Factory got it. You know, that's where the scene is at. Uh, Richie, we should start yes. news round. It is sure. uh, brought to us by Gillette. Put your best face forward with our new and improved razors. I presume you've got some shape of team news ahead of the game in Milan this evening. Indeed, and I do. Liverpool in Milan to play Inter tonight in the first leg of their Champions League last 16 title. Bring the home side first. Samir Handanovic starts in goal for them. Uh, back three of Milan Skriniar, Stefan de Rooij and Alessandro Bastoni. Uh, across the middle then, they've got Denzel Dufries, Arturo Vidal, Marcelo Brozovic, Hakan Chalhanoglu and Ivan Perisic. And up front then, Lautaro Martinez and Edin Dzeko. For Liverpool, a couple of interesting inclusions for them tonight. Alisson starts in goal. They've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, Ibrahima Kanate, Virgil van Dijk and Andy Robertson as their back four. Fabinho anchors the midfield and he's partnered there by Thiago Alcantara and Harvey Elliott making his first start in Europe this season. Mo Salah and Diogo Jota and Sadio Mane are their front three. Uh, Rebel Salzburg playing their first ever Champions League knockout tight tonight. They entertain uh, Bayern Munich and both of tonight's games kick off at 8pm. Interesting team news. Kenny will start Liverpool. Canade gets the nod. No Jordan Henderson in midfield and uh, Jota gets the nod ahead of Firmino. Discuss. Yeah, I thought it's the Liverpool midfield was which it kind of uh, jumps out. He's got some really good options there now, um, uh, Klopp. But clearly he's gone for the two very technical players, Thiago and uh, young Harvey Elliott. Great to see uh, him back. So that's a little bit of a uh, change from what we usually see in there in terms of that kind of high energy, kind of that real uh, the Henderson, Oxley, Chamberlain, you know, box to box, that real kind of physicality, high energy, which which they bring to that kind of central midfield area this looks a little bit different tonight it is different with the likes of Harvey Elliott mm. and Thiago you don't get that kind of defensive steal with those two players but what you do get on the flip side is a certain high level of uh, you know technical expertise and maybe creativity different type of creativity than what you'd get with those other players so that'll be interesting to see if they can wrestle the initiative away from Milan that central midfield area but also uh, you know, from a physical point of view, whether they can assert themselves in the manner which Henderson and Oxide Chamberlain cater, those type of players can in that central midfield area. Jordan Henderson's coming back from an injury. Big picture, do you think Henderson's on the slide a touch? Might be a bit too strong to say the slide, but he has had his fair share of injuries the last kind of year and a half. And I've watched him closely this year, and it's, it's always the subtle things, really, isn't it? Because he used to be an absolute animal, didn't he, in yeah. terms of his like box to box, eating up the ground, press, you know, recovery runs, the whole shebang, unbelievable athlete, you know, like a racehorse, wasn't he? And I have noticed a few uh, games, periods in games this year when ball goes past him and you're expecting him to plant his feet and sprint full pelt 20, 30 yards, 40 yards, wherever takes to get back as he generally does and it hasn't quite been there the afterburn hasn't been there his head's been down he's been a little bit sluggish in his recovery now in, in isolation you'd say oh come on it's not a big deal hardly yeah. on the slide here is he but 
just been enough of that for me to suggest potentially not saying he's on the slide he's not going to he's out of the team and good luck he's going to be out the door at the end of the season but just kind of small indicators there that potentially he's going to struggle to maintain that kind of level in terms of fitness kind of physicality that animal which he's been kind of going forward so that'd be an interesting one to watch yeah watch the space more so than a, a definite yeah. slide still only 31 I guess and then Jota in instead of Firmino is not a shock anymore that's just how well Jota's been playing yeah no really interesting actually the Liverpool front three and the and the Milan uh, back three I don't know if Richie's saying much he's seen of uh, Milan over the last couple of years into Milan but that back three for me is as good as anything I've seen the past couple of uh, years Srinjar De Vrij in the centre and Bastoni on the left they're absolutely rock solid so that's a great match right. between Liverpool's uh, uh, front three this evening so yeah obviously key key battles as usual all over the pitch but I think this is going to be a harder game than maybe some I'll say Liverpool supporters I think a lot of people might be looking at this game thinking not, not a given for Liverpool but well, yeah, Liverpool go there and take care of business as they, as they normally do. I know they're in a good place, but this is a dangerous uh, Inter team. I'm a big fan, actually. I know they lost Lukaku in the summer, but the spawn of the team has remained the same. Martinez is a very clever operator up front. Dzeko's experience. Got some tidy players in midfield. Brozovic, bit disappointed. Barella's not playing. He's probably the best midfielder. Mm. A little bit of a blow. He's not in the team. But um, it's a kind of a battle-hardened, like very talented Inter Milan team Liverpool are going to have to bring close to the Ray game to go and win there tonight OK good kick off 8 o'clock Kenny with us for the evening uh, meanwhile a win for Ireland this afternoon Rich yeah, a good day for the Quins. The Republic of Ireland have progressed to the semi-finals of the Pinotar Cup in La Manga. Second half goals from Lucy Quinn and Louise Quinn helped Europe House side come from behind to be Poland by two goals to one. Ireland will play the winner of this evening's meeting of Russia and Hungary in the semi-finals on Friday. Meanwhile, Leo Cullen. Yeah, he signed a new one-year contract as Leinster head coach. The 44-year-old will remain in charge of the province until at least the summer of 2023. Cullen took the reins in 2015 and has since led Leinster to a Champions Cup and four league titles. Leinster CEO Mick Dawson says the negotiations were a straightforward process. Oh, sorry, that sounded like there was a clip coming. There's not. That's just, <laughs> no. that's just what he said. That's just what he said, John. Clip Leo Cullen. <laughs> Do uh, well, I mean, that's, I mean, look, he's, he's obviously was going to be in demand. He was in an interesting situation whereby all his staff around him had signed a two-year deal and he signed a one-year rolling deal. So now he's catching up on his staff. So I'm sure that was straightforward business on both sides. Uh, meanwhile, Joey Carberry was on OTBAM this morning. He was, yeah. He's again defended the decision to kick for goal with a late penalty in Paris just over a week ago. Ireland trailing France by six points with nine minutes to go when Carberry slotted over that penalty instead of kicking for the corner. But on this morning's OTB AM, the out half was asked by Jer if he changed things given how the game finished. Is there any parts of you that are going, well, we should, we should just talk this through again and would we make the same decision if that occurs or reoccurs? Uh, I suppose you can always take learnings from it, but I think... Still looking back, and I think it was the right call. Uh, it brought us to a, within three points with nine minutes left. Um, I think who knows? We get, we get back in, we get within anywhere in the halfway, and uh, Conor Murray or myself back ourselves to kick from there. Um, so I think it was I think it was the right call at the time. Um, and yeah, looking back, and I'd still. If I was to go back in time and do it again, I'd, I'd I'd do the same thing. And the extra focus that comes now from these games, these all these big decisions are going to be played out again and again and again in the media. I, I, that's just something you guys have to live with, I suspect. Definitely, like anyone knows that hindsight's a great thing, and people could be like, "Oh, if you kicked to the corner and you scored the seven, then you would have won." But you don't know. France could have come back, and it, you just don't know. Yeah. Um, 
as I suppose we we all still think to this day that it's the right call and that's what we have to go on. We're the ones out in the pitch and we were the ones who um, live by it. So yeah, I think we I think we're deadly right. Full interview waiting for you on YouTube and beyond. They're all holding this fine line, aren't they? Right oh, call. Can't be any criticism o- right o- call. over that. No, no, it had to be maybe two or three, half that amount of time, Joe. I think maybe there's, there's a real argument to be had there, but not not nine minutes, you know, down down to three points and penalty anywhere in the pitch, really. You've got a chance of getting yourself level. I didn't. I'm, Do you know what's, I'm surprised. It's an interesting point you make, right? The point about a draw being a pretty good result maybe like it's a football thing where like a draw in Paris in those circumstances that's a good result whereas like every rugby pundit I've listened to when I've even mentioned the possibility of well like they were within you know they'd get a penalty or a drop goal and they have a chance of a draw if the try isn't coming so you know that's why it's an interesting tactical move like rugby people when you suggest a draw are like what are you talking about but that was minimum but then a a try after that with no conversion wins it whereas actually a try wouldn't have guaranteed we're still a point behind six points he'd have to, he'd have to make the conversion he'd have to make the conversion as well on top of that yeah. so that was no given going, given and, either and so probably would have been from the touchline because they would have just line out mauled yeah. over in the corner so it would have been a tough yeah, so factor all of those things for me was still the still the right thing and even kind of high, people say oh, Jerry said oh hindsight the fact we just lost again that doesn't mean the fact we lost the game was the wrong day it was the wrong decision I don't, I don't quite buy into that as well okay either like you know that doesn't that logic that. De- definitely the majority are saying wrong decision oh is that right Jerry? yeah yeah in a big way in a big way like all the yeah. all the rugby oh really yeah pundits that we're talking to saying it oh, wasn't the right decision yeah so well, you you've been part of the rugby fraternity now yeah uh, <laughs> Joe, <laughs> your opinion on this? <laughs> oh dear. Well, what was it seriously? Yeah. Uh, I would have leaned towards kicking towards the corner as mm, well. Is that right? But I don't think it's as bad as see. I I'm in this. I haven't heard many people express this view, but I thought there was something to be said for get within three. Then you really are odds on to get a losing bonus point minimum, and try and go for the try but if the try's not coming there's a good chance France give away a penalty because yeah, they'll be a bit build panicked builds pressure doesn't it build pressure On or them. if it's not if you're getting there and time's up yeah. and you need to take your drop goal yeah. I think two points as in a draw and France aren't you know you're, it's, you're in a better position than France then you know yeah. but psychologically the, the, everything going forward coming yeah. out of the game with the point the manner which you've got it but even even venturing the opinion of you kind of give yourself a great chance of a draw and a, a reasonable chance of a win. That doesn't yeah. seem to be out there. Now, Gordon Darcy, who's on after 8 o'clock, does make the point that nobody from the team has made that uh, argument publicly. That Well, our logic was that we thought we'd at least get a draw or we could certainly go for the try. They've all just talked about how we thought we could come back and win the game. So they don't seem to have had a draw in their heads. It's not a thing. Ruby people don't talk draws, Kenny. It's just not the way football, football, low-scoring game, draw in Paris would be at the, you know, uh, tip of our mouths. Rugby people, no, too much like kissing so your sister. So are you saying it's like, that's quite simplistic in terms of rugby people, just like, oh, we have to, there's not logic doesn't come into, like we're talking about time, time left, then getting to three points, potentially win a draw. Yeah. So none well, of that comes in, the yeah, fact we seem have, to. just have to. to win is simple, it, it, doesn't, you go for, doesn't matter. You don't get many chances to win in Paris, this is just what's said. Yeah. But I do think it's a touch... You use the word simplistic, but I, I, I do think it draws a very good result in this championship. And, 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 the other thing is, uh, it's a psychological blow to France. We've taken everything you've thrown at us, you couldn't beat us. Yeah. The other thing I think is odd is that the coach doesn't just decide for the players. Take, it out, take the pressure off them in a way. There's this other great received wisdom. Every pundit says, well, the players have a feel for the game, they have to decide. Well, maybe a coach also has a good feel for the game and he could give them thumbs up, thumbs down. Take the pressure off a guy, captain in Ireland for the sixth time in his life. 
Yeah, it's an interesting one. The only thing on that, um, maybe a similarity in football, is you know when it comes to kind of uh, uh, penalties. Yeah. And you've got your manager will say, right, these are the, are the players. Yeah. This is what we decided before the game. Yeah. This is why. And suddenly, within the framework of that 90 minutes, one player hasn't had the best of times. Yes, yes, Confidence yes, yes. doesn't fail. He's like, I don't want to take this. Yeah. You know, so what? <clears throat> maybe small similarities there. I, I generally think, though, the in terms of the rugby because it seemed to be a little group a small little mini group there in terms of small discussion yeah. James Ryan wasn't at one or two Conor others Murray, the senior one or two others, yeah. yeah I mean you've got to tr- trust them lads with their you can't tell me those lads are thinking oh we'll take a draw here and run with you know that type of mentality yeah. you know so I, I would I would trust them entirely obviously the man the, the coach does they had lost a line out just four minutes before that so you've got to think that's maybe in James Ryan's mind as well who knows who knows who knows, who yeah, knows? Yeah, who yeah. knows? Uh, David Moyes once famously penalty shootout in the circle got at five takers and made them say what where they were putting the penalty as in gaffer I'm going low and left he said right don't change your mind and if you miss it's my fault that was his policy they lost the penalty shootout but it was an interesting policy all the same well I'll tell you the worst policy is and I'll leave it at this in right. terms of which I cannot understand and it happened recently uh, who went down on penalties uh, uh, recently and the top goals I never got to take the penalty Anybody who decides Mo Salah in Egypt. Mo Salah in Egypt. Don't start me on that. That's ridiculous. The, the first three, pe- the first three, the tr- first three penalty takers and penalty uh, shootout are guaranteed to take their penalty. The penalty kick cannot end. Yeah. You know, in terms, you will have three kicks. You've got it. You've got to put your three best penalty kickers out first. You cannot have one or two your best uh, penalty takers four, five or potentially six and the competition over by the time they, they step up. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think he can take that to take that risk. It's happened with Ronaldo I think actually in a major competition for a Portugal I'm sure, I'm sure it did as well or a big game. Ronaldo didn't take one yet in the Euros. He didn't get to take a penalty. I don't think he can for me it's that's an absolute oh, I'm given. I'm with you. I'm with you. Madness. Uh, Richie do you want to bring us one last story? Uh, we're so far over time I'm getting daggers here. <laughs> yeah, Kerry star David Clifford is going to attempt to lead UL to a first ever Sigerson Cup title tonight. <laughs> they take on NUI Galway in this year's decider uh, throwing going up in three minutes time in Carlo. NUIG have won the competition 22 times but it's 19 years since they last won it. NUI Galway, by the way, are through to the final of Hurling's Fitzgibbon Cup. They beat Galway rivals GMIT 126 to 318 this afternoon after extra time. That was a Pierce Stadium. Rather blustery it was too. Richie, thanks so much for that. Appreciate it. Nice lads. Cheers. Thanks Richie.